0: let's not lose sight of something very, very important here. We're coming up on 250 years in our nation. I don't hear a lot of people talking about that, but surely I do talk about it because I see it as a as a big moment in our country, uh, this 250 years. It's the United States and, and it's being called the semi-quincentennial uh, and that'll be July 4th, 2026. And for those who we hear, you remember in in 1976 at the bicentennial, you remember that moment? You you remember how just the the feeling of the nation and there was just such a sense of pride. And of course, I was just a a little, little, little tiny guy then, you know? But still, I'm I'm not giving you any more information than that, but still, (laughs) it was was a moment of pride in our nation. Uh, And now we're coming up on that landmark moment again at 250 years. Now, some people would suggest and say, well, that's it. We make it, Malcolm. Uh, We seem to become, uh, uh, you know, unraveling uh, by the moment here. Let me, I I think with this talk today, friends, I I, I, listen, I want you to have an open mind, but I have put some evidence out there and some thoughts. And, and I've talked about this over the last couple of years, actually, but I'd like to bring it to a head today because things have gotten so off the off the path here. And um, that is, I, I believe, within these two political parties, which, by the way, I believe they both can be a cancer at times. Uh, they both have their problems. But I believe one of these political parties is coming to its end. I, what forms in that place? I, I do. I do not know. Uh, we, You know, I, something will happen. Something will happen. But one of them is going to peter out, I believe, and come to an end finally. And so what you're seeing right now is the grasping that's going on and this, um, you know, it, 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 the, the, the hostilities we're seeing within the parties at, at points that we haven't really seen before. And this has been building for years now, these past many years. Uh, through really Barack Obama and Trump years, and now into the Biden years, you know, Uh, it's gotten to a feverish pitch in our country. Uh, And so something has to give. Now, let me give a little bit of history first. You know, we bring it back to the origins of our nation and uh, George Washington, the first administration. And that's when the political parties obviously came into being. You had the Federalist Party and you had the what was called, believe it or not, a lot of people don't realize it was called uh, the other party at that time was called the Democratic Republican Party. Can you imagine that? It, It was just the name of it. But, you know, you think today the Democrat Republic. Well, in some cases, some people would call it a unit party, actually. Right. Uh, but at that point back then in our origin, that's really what it was called. The Democratic-Republican Party was actually formed in 1792, okay, after our fine founding now. Now, Thomas Jefferson and, and, and James Madison, uh, they wanted more of a limited government. They 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 want to de- decentralize things out of DC. Boy, were they visionaries, huh? They want to they you, know, you think about if they could only see today how far we've uh We've gone off the path here, but they, they wanted more of a decentralized government. Remember, our founders put this thing together with the idea that the power was in the states. That's federalism. And they, they, they never visualized a, a bureaucracy like we have in DC right now. They, that just was never part of the master plan. Well, because they experienced that when this thing was set up in the colonies. Uh, this was the whole fight with King George. It was for all of those reasons. So it wasn't a digress for these people. They were building a new idea, American exceptionalism. This new idea had never been done before. And self uh, well, self-government is really what you're going to call it. People self-government wasn't a king, wasn't a dictator, wasn't a authoritarian, wasn't a totalitarian, wasn't socialism, communism, wasn't a fascist state. It, it was self-government. We, the people by the people for the people, right? That's the whole concept, right? That's it, friends. Now. The Democrat Party, this came together in uh, 1828, Okay, so keep that in your mind right there. And then in 1834, there was what was called the Whig, Whig Party, and that was spelled W-H-I-G as opposed to W-I-G, something you wear on your head. Right. Uh, So that was the Whig Party. Uh, The Republican Party started to find its early roots in 1854, and this party was born um, with a great, uh, well, I guess it was hostile to this idea of slavery, you know, didn't like the slavery thing. And as you probably most of you know, Abraham Lincoln was indeed the first Republican president, uh, and that kind of faded out the Whig Party. They, they, there was a whole movement there with the young people at the Whig Party, and I remember studying all of this, and the Republican Party was born. Uh, Lincoln and was a Republican Congress, and slavery was banned in the United States in 1865. And of course, Abe Lincoln, the 16th president, as I recall, and you know, is engraved as one of the greatest, if not the, in our nation for a whole lot of reasons. Uh, You know, if it wasn't for an Abraham Lincoln, we probably wouldn't be here today in the way that we are. We'd be something else more than likely. It's amazing how one of these uh, presidents can come along and change the course of events. You know, polarizing, because Lincoln went through a lot of the same things. He was hated by a lot of people, in the same way Trump was, by the way. Many people would think, Trump, is he a consequential president? You know, every administration has that. That that question is asked, are they a consequential president? And for different reasons, they are like, you know, the Bush administration was not a consequential presidency, probably not, Uh, not in the way that it would change the union. Clinton, Bill Clinton as well, probably not in the way that it would change the union, The second Bush, well, you had 9-11. You had the Patriot Act, consequential in those ways. You know, W we're speaking of, you know. Barack Obama was absolutely a consequential presidency. So he changed the trajectory of the nation, uh, part of that transformation package he promised, right? So that was a different animal then, friends. Uh, And uh, and Trump was a consequential president, you see. And Biden thus far, his administration is becoming a consequential administration. Now, you have to say it that way, because many people would say, you know, the lights are on, but nobody's home. So we don't really know. Well, we have our thoughts and theories of who's running that show, uh, which many would think it's number 44, Barack Obama. But clearly, it's not uh, Joe Biden at the helm doing all these things. Now, all of this said, these two different ideologies. Now we've become a very expensive government. Uh, we've become very centralized in everything we do. Everything is centralized in DC. They're running everything. They're running our local and our states. They're fighting with. It really, it's become it's so oppressive what's taking place. This we we are so far off the vision of what was uh, uh, what, what was. Um, uh, to be realized from our framers and the founders who developed this great nation. But we're so far off that path, friends. Uh, and now we we see with Biden and this whole climate fiasco of the economic demise. And many people think we're headed for a depression right now. Uh, that's an arguable point at the moment here. So I think if you've been tracking the Democrat Party and all over the past many years, And and again, I'm not giving a free pass to anybody because I think in a lot of ways, the Republicans are not much better, to be sure with you. So I don't come at this as a partisan. So if you think otherwise, you've got to clean your ears out. You're not listening. Uh, I think the Republicans are as much a problem from moment to moment as the Democrats are, frankly. Uh, I think that's the whole problem with our centralized government system here in D.C. It's, It's long lost its way here. Right now, the broken leadership of President Biden and this uh, dysfunctionality of what's happening, uh, and the world is feeling this right now. There's no world leadership right now. There's a lot of unrest in the world. So what happens here in Washington, it's a ripple effect that's felt all around the world, to be sure. Uh, So it's a lot to talk about on the program today here, friends. Welcome into the Voice of a Nation here. It is Malcolm Out Loud, of course. That was a long intro, wasn't it? Uh, but uh, it's just the same that lays down uh, the boundaries of this conversation today, and I'm going to put it right out there right now to you all. You've probably drawn your conclusions already of what I've shared with you, with the history of what I'm discussing. But I do believe we're coming to the end in the come and the coming collapse of the Democrat Party. Yeah, I believe we're coming just to that point now. Because there comes a point where you can't continue to pull the wool over the eyes of the American people, they, they, and you're seeing that from a lot of walks of life now, and people are now coming to the realization of what's taking place, and even though they're in families where their grandfather or their great-great-grandfather voted a particular way, they realize the party itself is no longer what it was. It has completely been hijacked. Uh, by uh, a Marxist, the Marxist left—they they use the word progressivism. Again, everything they do on the left is the reverse. There's nothing progressive about what these people are doing. They taint and abuse every word of the English language. To be sure, I mean they're masters at it. Masters at it. This is where they—you know—this is where they, the trickery the is pulled onto the American people. The problem is, a lot of people are not paying attention, and they fall for this kind of a thing. You know. Um, So there's a lot of things that have happened in our country I want to explore today. We'll have a couple of folks on with us as well to discuss this uh, coming collapse. And I I guess I throw at you now, you know, if we continue on the path we're going right now, I mean, what do you think out there? How much longer do you think we can sustain this? I mean, think about it. How much longer? I mean, you've got right there in the distance, our 250 years coming, right? Uh, it's it's right there on our doorstep it's going to be here friends um so how much longer can we sustain this sort of a thing uh, george mcclellan joins me now and george is a historian a political analyst he's uh, uh, a guy of law enforcement uh, spent years in law enforcement and the, the also the u.s naval investigative service he's uh, Uh, a writer and voice here on um, on America Out Loud. And uh, George, one of your recent pieces too, the lingering after effects of 9-11, you talked about the Patriot Act, you talked about the COVID and how all these these tools, I guess I call them tools, have been used by the federal government. With what I describe up front here about the Democrat Party, so let me pose the question to you. Where do you sit in this argument of the debate that I put out? How much longer do you think, George, They can go at the current pace we're at. You know, we've got this 250 years coming fast. Uh, How much longer can they go before something happens? Are we are we about to hit a wall? What's your what's your sense of this when I talk about the the common collapse of the Democrat Party, sir?
1: Well, if we if we watch a party right now in action, the open borders, the flood of illegals crossing our borders, uh, the attacks on Donald Trump, who scares the hell out of them, we see that they only have less than 90 days to enact all the socialist schemes they think they can enact. But they live in the Washington, D.C. bubble, and they're missing the flyover country. Flyover country is not accepting any of that. And, we'll, and one day, it will, we will be overwhelmed to the point where, as Donald Trump said in his interview with Hugh Hewitt, uh, that uh, people are not going to stand for it. Right. The Democrat right. Party has nothing to offer except misery and woe.
0: Yeah. Now, when you say 90 days, now help me understand. I, I just want to really understand this. The, the elections are, I mean, we're looking at about six weeks away now. We're well inside of that. So you're talking... Are you using the midterm as as a, as a line, as a pivot point, or are you talking after the midterms?
1: No, well, I am, but the Congress is not sworn in until January.
0: Ah, there you go. There you go. Okay. So that's why you make that reference in, in, in a few yeah. months, right? That's it. Are the American people, do you have a sense, because we know all the media is against us, we know all the oligarchs are against us, social media, media, all of it. Do you have any a sense that people are, Coming to their senses of, I mean, are are people really getting the dire straits of where we're headed here? They are indeed.
1: The only problem is the government is working faster. And I mean, mm. Biden, Biden could create a nas- national police force. That's mm. why they're arming the IRS, Homeland okay. Security is being a, a treasury department. All of these massive federal agencies are arming up their investigators. Right. And then... Pelosi wants Capitol Police, uniformed force in every state, allegedly to protect congressmen and senators, but they're there to make a federal presence and start pushing down on dissenters. It's all, its all you know, it, why would you imagine the defund the police for the last two years worked? It worked because it's getting rid of people like me who were longtime policemen had taken our oath to defend and protect the Constitution, and we're not sticking around anymore because we're not supported by the politicians. As soon as they get rid of these, these American policemen, then they're going to have the federal agency fill in the slots, and we will have a vast KGB or Stasi or however you want to call it. We will have a vast, uh, a vast police network. We already know the FBI has lost the, the trust of most of the American people yeah. and, and 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 we're going to be a despotic, tyrannical government mm-hmm. if they stay in power.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, George, you remember when uh, Antifa and uh, Black Lives Matter were burning up the streets and destroying the cities and that went on for uh, well better part of more than a year. Um, and um I mean, it was it was a catastrophe like we couldn't believe what's really happening. And I remember there were a lot of people pushing for the Trump administration to get involved federally uh, to over overdo the uh, cities, the mayors and the states. And these were very uh, progressive Marxist part of the Democrat Party running these cities and states that I'm speaking about. And he, he had to restrain himself, which he did b- back to send it in federal agents and uh, pursuing a, a, a different goal than what they wanted. He kind of restrained from doing that. A lot of people thought he was gonna do that. And of course they accused the Trump administration of doing that all the time, George. He didn't do that. But yet now we're seeing, I'm hearing a lot of rumblings and I, 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 you bring up some points here about the FBI and some other things. And yes, people have lost trust in these agencies for sure. And clearly the FBI and the CIA, the DOJ without doubt. Uh, but you think we're closer to the Armin and, well, look at the Armin and the IRS agents, for God's sakes, and all of that we've been seeing and talking about here. You think we're closer and closer to having the, the our, this um, federal force, our own Stasi that's out there on the streets. Uh, you, 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 we're closer to that than most people think, I guess you're thinking, huh?
1: Well, only if the Democrats win. the The U.S. Constitution limits what government can do. Does not offer well, they don't follow the
0: Constitution, though, George. They, don't they give do them not them
1: right the Constitution. So we have this constitutional problem, right. and and uh, there are fifty sovereign states. Right. Amen. Each can make its own rules. Yes, uh, you know that's why Trump didn't go after those people. He could have in Portland when they attacked the federal building, that's right. that's but right. one of their protesters got shot and killed doing it, yeah. and they kind of backed off with the federal courthouse. But that's it that's it he he has no mandate in the constitution to do that
0: right right uh, and and make- it, at least you recognize that george you're, you're exactly right and though th- it was a lot of people thought he would do that because you know george even at that point things were becoming unglued pretty much i mean things are pretty serious with a lot of the cities and states we didn't know where that was going to end actually did we right
1: no we did not and 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 so what did they do they 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 after they have ruined our education, ruined, uh, attacked our families, then they attacked our police. To defend the police was to get rid of well, uh, constitutional officers and re- re- refill those ranks with federal people who will do what they're told.
0: Yeah, that's exactly it. See, you start to watch the bouncing ball here. And as you just talked about the defunding the police and this whole movement, which was more than just a talking point. I mean, they actually did it in a lot of municipalities and a lot of areas. And a lot of the a lot of the Democrat Party got behind all of that. Now, you have to ask yourself out there, what could possibly come from derailing and defunding um, law and order. I mean, what could possibly come from that we're already seeing the the rewards of that people and they're not pleasant when you start to see what's happening uh, all over uh, the country right now. Crime has escalated, really, really high. We're seeing a lot of problems with crime and 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 I I have a sense this is getting worse and worse and worse in fact, even uh, uh, the overflow, you can't help the overflow. And just because you might think you live in a red state doesn't preclude that you're gonna have problems. In fact, uh, it was just said to me the other day and my wife had also pointed out several things about this that a lot of the reports in these states and the red states are uh, uh, showing that the crime, they're busting into all kinds of things. They make no qualms and bust into your cars, locked cars and take whatever they want. Uh, in very nice neighborhoods all over the place, and those reports are everywhere now. So, what's happened is that tipping point happened. So, you think what could possibly good come out of derailing law and order and doing what they've done? Well, they you know they use every particular situation to for a higher goal. You know the whole George uh, uh, George Floyd thing there. I almost said George fraud. But I I don't know why I almost said that. It was a Freudian slip, wasn't it now? But George uh, Floyd, uh, you know, I mean, we all know the story behind that. But they used that and they jumped on that as a wagon to create this, oh, my God, you know, kind of a scenario and then derail it all. That's what the Marxist left do. And, you know, that's why there has to be, we have to get, uh, we don't want to be woken, but we want to have an awakening here. We want to get awake, not awoke. Uh, and that's why I asked George back, do you think people that now he said he thinks they are. And that's what I'm questioning everybody out there are, are more people, you know, almost sometimes want to start, you know, I want to do a direct mail campaign and send smelling and salt uh, around to the nation, you know, to all the families homes because you'd be arrested for uh some sort of substance you'd be sending through the mail. So you probably couldn't do that. They'd you'd be sending, they'd be telling you, you'd be sending that other stuff that, uh, forget the name of it, but uh, it'll come to me. Um, but you know, that you're sending through the mail. You know what I mean? I uh, can't send, I can't send that stuff. There. But you, you almost think we a lot of people need smell and salt to wake up at the moment here. Uh, they're pretty good at hiding things, at camouflaging the truth. So I, I still come back to the fact that how much more you know, the the effects of all of this, how much more would the American people stand for? I don't think very much more people because we're headed toward a brick wall here. Now, a lot of people, every all many previous elections, people say, well, uh, you know I, I, I just hate it when people say that. and I don't even want to say it here because it's stupid. Well, it's the most important election in our lifetime. I just I've been hearing that all my life now. Every election is an important election of our lifetime. It's never the most important. I don't believe this one or the next one. Because let me say this, if the next one went not the right way, well, the country would become more implanted, more people would, you know, the the severity of the moment creates more people to understand what patriotism is and the fact that we're losing our country. And they, they, you know, they grip on more, they hold on more, and there's a turn effect. So there's never... Every election's an important, what I'm saying is it's never, you know, this one isn't going to end at this one. no, no I mean, I know a lot of people would argue this with me, and I, even people on the program here would say, well, will argue this with me, but it's it's not, because there's always going to be that spark in our country that's going to dig down more. Now, it may cause a cataclysmic event here that'll, you know, turn over to something else, and there are world events happening all around us, too, that have an impact on this. We'll talk about that in a moment, how some of that plays in. I'll have Ilana Friedman on in moments here, too. We'll discuss some of those world events and we'll get back and develop this conversation. But, you know, she had an interesting piece as well, One Small Spark Could Ignite the Globe. Uh, Isn't that an understatement? Right now, we're dealing with all these kind of world events here. Um, But there are, and, you know, um, McClellan, George, had a very fascinating op-ed, too, I I enjoyed, The Lingering After Effects of 9-11, Uh, Because he, again, talks about the recklessness of the political parties. But all this got me thinking, and I wanted to share with you today this, what I think is the common collapse of the Democrat Party. But friends, I I really have to believe in my heart of hearts that people are not stupid. The American people are not stupid. I'll say it again, right? Now, I think some people have turned the lights off. Uh, They're not paying attention. I grant you that. You have that part of the population. You also have the part that have been indoctrinated to think that all this is very normal. They think all of, they didn't live in it. No, they weren't here at the bicentennial. They think a lot of these things that are happening right now are the new normal America. Remember the new normal they promised through COVID? Well, here it is friends. How does this new normal fit you? You like it? Yeah. So that's where we're having this problem of the new normal. That's, 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 you know, You know, if you were guessing what that new normal meant, you now know what the new normal means. Does anybody like this new normal? Yeah. I mean, you know, I I don't know of anybody in the circles of anybody who would like this new normal, unless you're just somebody who has no love for life and just evil in your heart and soul. You couldn't possibly like this new normal. Who would possibly like this new normal? It's not possible. So in which case, but there has to be an awakening in our nation, to use the word that, you know, keep it in context here. We really do need to get people to have some smell and salt here and to wake up to the moment and the realization of that the country is in danger. And, um, you know, now the problem is we te- here's the challenge I'm going to put with you here. We teeter and totter and we teeter and totter and we play ping pong with these two dumbass political parties. That's what we do. We the people are, we're afraid to take control back. You see, we're afraid to have that pitchfork moment. That was the whole January 6th thing, which people are being called out on this. I mean, the FBI's visiting homes. They're grabbing cell phones. You know, I mean, they may be at my door when I'm done with this talk with you. You get the picture, people. This is what's happening. It's its becoming that sort of an environment here now. Everything is fully charged. You know, and but there's, there's this tipping point where people have now come to the realization that we are losing our grip, we are losing our nation, and I, I said to you some months ago, I don't know if you know, I don't remember, I don't know if you listened to that program I did, and it was it was pretty in your face. I tend to do some programs like that, but I, I remember saying to you all that uh, you know, you know, my friends, things are things pretty well suck right now. They're bad. This was just as the economy was collapsing and uh, the the Biden magic had come in to. Um, make a revolutionary Marxist moment of our nation Uh, and that transformation that Barack Obama had promised because this was his third term uh, that he was obviously uh, using Biden Uh, and the same people that are running Biden were running Obama by the way so don't even argue with me with that point if you have a different viewpoint too bad the facts are the facts they don't lie you know and I remember saying that all and, uh, you know, it's become obvious to me that, um, that there's a whole group, there's a cabal behind Biden that are running this show and see a whole different America than what any of us ever thought in our history of our nation and that our, that our founders realized the vision of this nation and what so many people fought for. Um, you know, the threat, they always say the threat. Where's the threat from the outside or the inside? Well, the threat is right here at home. It always was going to be here at home, friends. So it wasn't never going to be outside this country. That's why leaders, uh, historical leaders have pointed this out, said it's going to come right from within here. And here we are, friends. So the come collapse of the Democrat Party, that doesn't mean the Republican Party or the white horses coming in or whatever you want to call it. You know, that's not or black horses or whatever the hell color, horse colors you want to call them. I uh, have to be careful any time you use a color of anything in the Crayola box should be called full boat racist. Right. Uh, but whatever it is, uh, this the, you know, the, I don't suggest the Republican Party are going to be all of that because they're they're weak, weak at the knees. Uh, they crumble as well and they go along to get along. And that's why a lot of people think they're part of the Uniparty. And uh, you use the word rhino and the globalist and all of this, but they're very, very weak. So what's it going to take to bring this back? And it's going to take a moment like we're headed in right now, the collapse of something, a calamity. And what I was warning you at months ago and months ago and months ago. And I said to you, well, listen, let's just hope we get more pain. And some of you probably said, what are you talking about? Are you of, You've got rocks in your head or what? Do you remember I said that? I said, I just hope the gas prices go through the roof. I hope they're up six, seven, eight bucks a gallon. I hope you can't even afford the milk and the eggs. You say what, you, what the hell? What are you taking over there, Malcolm? You're you got rocks on your head, man. You remember I said that, hoping that there was an economic collapse, hoping that they screwed things up so badly. Why would I think that way? I mean, you can't. You know, would you want harm on people or evil on people? Well, I looked at that as a rallying call, as what it would take to save our nation. That was my version of smell salt for the country. You understand where I'm at? That was my point months ago. I talked to I talked to you about it almost a year ago about that. Because when he was screwing things up early on in the administration, it was obvious. And I said, Why did I do that? That was my point of smelling salt for the country. Because oftentimes you've got to be sucker punched in the gut, and you have to have that moment to really wake up and say, Okay, okay, you got my attention. You got my attention. I'm right here, man. What do you want from me? No, oh, what? what it, right? I mean, do we have people's attention now or what? So, no, I didn't, you know, a lot of these band-aids they're putting on is sugar and things. And they're very, very clever, the Marxist left arm. You notice they've been putting a lot of band-aids on over the past few months. In fact, they were just celebrating over the past weekend when I was doing view. But all oh, the president, well, oh, oh, shit, he's up to 40, might be 41 percent he's recovering the guy's doing phenomenal he's up from 33 percent i think he's might be 40%. oh my god this guy's on a rebound msnb you know wtf and uh, cnn and uh, whatever oh, man you know spinning spinning things spinning things and it ain't spinning for gold people they ain't doing the rumble skill skin hour that's for damn sure um, but they're just spinning it, spinning it, spinning it. You know, it's like the Marxist media in this, in this country. They just, they're like on the Titanic. They'll just go down with the ship, you know, just go down with the ship. You know, I, and I, I don't know. I don't, the, the whole thing is sick, you know, and then you get to the other point and who do you think they do away with versus the media? You know, what do they do? Take the media heads out all the, all in the front lawn and shoot them in the head or something That's what they do when the Marxists take over the program. Oh, bastards. I'll tell you every single one of them, you know, and there's no sense of truth at all. And, you know, you get pretty fired up when you talk about this stuff, don't you? I mean, do you feel the same way I feel? I imagine a lot of you do, but you know, we're doing it with a civil tone, aren't we? We're not terribly excited. We're not raising our voice. We're just giving you the truth. You know, that's the deal, friends. That's the deal. Well, listen, let me just tell you here, um, as we talk to you here on The Voice of a Nation, we've got George McClellan here today, Ilana Friedman with me, uh, talking about the demise and the end of this uh, political uh, party nightmare. And I don't know what comes in its wake, but I can't believe they go on much longer. And I think that's why you're seeing the desperation right now. The des- I'll talk about that in a moment. Why you're seeing things unravel so quickly. It's called desperation. It's like when you're going to drown in the ocean. You understand? <laughs> I, go, I go, God, I promise I'm gonna be a good boy. I'm dead. Is that what happens here? Just your last gasp It's when you promise everything. Oh, I promise I'm gonna be. Is that what they're doing right now? I'm gonna take you down, USLB. Oh man, I'll tell you what. That's a good segue to talk to you about taking back control of your life, right? <laughs> every Friday, friends, September and October, join myself, yours truly, and but more than that, Dr. Henry Ely, Lee, Dr. H. I uh, love the guy. Anyway, we're on every Friday, Taking Back Control of Your Life, The Eight Essential Steps to Health and Freedom. It's a great series, man. We're learning a ton. All the shows go to podcasts, but join us every Friday, 6 and eleven. On the voice of a nation. How many shows can you talk about this sort of a thing and health and freedom and love and prosperity and you know, prosperity or <laughs> prosperity for all? I mean, what are the, how many shows can you do that and then come back and talk about these kinds of things politically charged and global conversations, right? And the fight of good and evil. Only here, friends, on the voice of a nation, to be sure. Well, join us there every friday there six and eleven uh, you'll learn a ton taking back control of your life you go up on the menu on the nav bar at america out loud and go look at that we've got it in the menu even though it's part of the show it's its own uh program so you can find it taking back control of your life and on the sidebar as well on the top front of americaoutloud.com here we'll take a quick pause my fellow americans all my dear friends around the globe here we'll fix it yet stay with me we ain't done yet Would you rejoin you in just a moment? You're listening to the voice of a nation. Our global experts are brilliant writers and engaging hosts on a mission of a lifetime. You'll find the latest news and inspiration on the front page of AmericaOutloud.com.
1: Hello, I'm Ben Marble, MD, and I founded MyFreeDoctor.com as a donation-supported faith-based nonprofit with a mission to save lives by delivering free doctor visits to patients in all 50 states of America. MyFreeDoctor.com treats a broad range of health concerns like COVID-19, long COVID, sinus infections, urinary tract infections, rashes, medication refills, and more. So please visit MyFreeDoctor.com where we're healing America one person at a time.
0: All right, you've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the pulpitone iodine-based nasal spray, CoFix Rx. They talk about it because it's a product that actually works in combating colds, flus, and coronaviruses. COFIX is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. It's simple. By attacking viruses where they incubate, you make it easier for your body to heal. Check out the COFIX RX banner ad on AmericaOutloud.com and save 20% by using promo code OutLoud. Visit GenesisFogger.com forward slash Outloud for a free ebook on everything you need to know about HOCL and receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next. Welcome back to the voice of a nation. You know, I was almost going to say, welcome back, Carter. Remember that show? Welcome back. Welcome back, Carter. Remember that song, that show there? Uh, That's um, showing my age there. I think I didn't watch a lot of that stuff, but I remember seeing a little bit of it there uh, in the day. It was quite a program there, but no, you're welcome back uh, to the voice of a nation here. It is Malcolm all here. Yours truly, my fellow Americans and all of our dear friends and beautiful people around the globe here. Thank you for being in on the conversation here. And you know, you got to fix the bigger problem. You got to take a look at where you're at and you got to step back sometimes and often in life, friends, uh, you have to um, sink to a new low before you can fix the problem. Uh, you have to feel the pain. You know what they? You know how they say, feel the pain? Uh, you got to really feel the pain. That's why I made that ominous uh, thought and threat and request back over a year ago with you all and said, you know, I just hope we feel the pain between now and the midterms. Why do I say that? Well, because you hear so back to this ping pong game I was referring to just a moment ago here. You see, these two political dysfunctional parties that can't seem to help themselves uh, and you know, even if the Republican parties get, you know, 51, 52 in the Senate, what have you, you, can't do anything with that, friends. You've got to get over 60. You've got to get a veto proof. You've got to be able to, you need patriots running the ship. You need we the people back in control. In order to do that, you have to have a tsunami come in. Now I talked with uh, Mark Gregorian, Center for Immigration Studies on Viewpoint on the weekend on this topic. If you listen, you know that. And uh, what a great interview that was and a great conversation. He always brings the mustard uh, to the talk there. That was on Viewpoint this Sunday now. And, uh, you know, it, it, it was a moment to realize that, uh, you know, all these policies are undermining our, our, uh, uh, our, they're undermining our, our nation, our, our constitutional republic, to be sure. I mean, th- there's only so much we can take on here. But I think what's happened is the Democrat Party is doing a, a gasp And when I tell people this, they don't sometimes believe what I'm saying. So when you get to the extreme things, like if I said to you, Ilana Friedman, if I said to you, well, okay, this is pretty extreme. Like if I said to you a while back, like if I laid out all these things they were doing and I said to you like a few years back, you'd probably say, I don't think so. It can't get that bad. I mean, they're not that stupid, are they? But you see, when you're at a point of trying to Hang on to your life, and you're dying inside. And you do the most ridiculous things to hold on to the power. You seize the power. You grab on it. You do some of the craziest things in the world that you grab onto. You're I'm gonna hold on to that power, man. I got it. And I think that's kind of where the Democrat. That's why things are so eccentric. They're so off the charts. They're so off the wall. They're so insane that we can't make any heads or tails out of it. Now, what do you think of that? Or is that why? we're becoming so unglued, or, or, let me just throw the or at you, or do you think by chance they're winning? I mean, it's one or the other. Don't give me any milk toast here, Alana. Or are they winning? And and and, and they're going to win this whole thing, and we're just, we're going, we're all going to hell in a handbasket. Which is it?
2: Well, if we look at the, the situation today, I'd say it's pretty clear we're going to hell in a handbasket. But I don't think that that is necessarily the only Um, outcome that we can expect. Look, we've been looking the other way for a long time. Hmm. We haven't been willing to really look objectively at what's going on. Uh, When we look at the threats to America today, even considering the threats that we face from China and Russia and Iran, in my opinion, Um, and this may bring the FBI racing to my door in no time. Uh, The greatest threat to America as we know it is the Democrat party and their agenda, which is based on deception. And it is splitting our nation in a way that we haven't seen since the civil war. And it's leading us to anarchy. The Democrats are fulfilling Obama's dream to fundamentally change America. And we have to remember that his mentor was Saul Alinsky, an anarchist, and his rules for ra- radicals, that was the handbook for anarchy. And so back when, and you're talking about arming the IRS, do you remember that when Obama was president, that was the beginning of arming our national agencies? And they not only were talking about, or not only arming the IRS and agencies in the justice um uh, uh, the the justice um, environment, they even were arming NOAA, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Agency. And we looked at it and we said, what in the world is going on? What is he expecting, World War III? Well, I think he was actually starting to prepare for a different kind of war, which was a war against democracy. Yeah. And I think he's in the middle of what's happening now.
0: Yeah, let me so let me jump in we're... on a thought with you here Ilana. Now, uh, your interesting point about the IRS, that's a great moment. But let's reflect on that a moment here. If you remember back in the Obama years, remember Lois Lerner, Ilana? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. sure. Well, but let's remind listeners right now, the Lois Lerner, the the remember the whole uh, IRS debacle going after conservatives, uh, right, Ilana? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And sure where did. are we now? Where are we now? This is what they're, you see, all of this. They've just funded it with the billions of dollars and they're hiring what, 87,000? As I've the number is, I mean, what the hell? Can, I, can't, I, don't, I can't even count that high, Alana. I mean, what is that? Is that a real number, 87,000?
2: It's a real number. And they not only are recruiting them, but they will be armed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you brought up a very interesting point before that a significant part of our population. Wasn't alive before the millennium. That's and right. they think that what's happening in America is normal. Yeah. And they will be voting in the next election. Hmm. They're not learning about re- the real America in school. They've they've le- left history behind. History has been rewritten for them. That's right. And if left to their own devices, I mean, this could be, it could be, if we are not careful, a okay. death knell for democracy.
0: And let me ask you this. I asked George uh, if he thought. That uh, people were waking up. You know, I mentioned the word smell and salt to that. I'd like to mail that to every American's. uh, That
2: was good.
0: Yeah, I'd like to mail that to every American's doorstep uh, for sure, especially in blue states and blue cities, to be sure. Um, But, you know, I asked George, do you think they're waking up specifically? And he said pretty powerful back. Yes, they are. And I wanted to question them further at that point, but I had all these thoughts flood in my brain. I it's like I was like blown a circuit at that moment, Ilana. You know what I mean? Boom. Yeah. You know, I do that often. And now I so I, I want to go over to you and charge you and ask you the same thing. So really, though, based on how bad things are, based on the fact that we have been sucker punched, based on the fact that Ilana just let me remind you before you speak about this, even in blue cities and blue states. They're spending ridiculous, ungodly sums of money for a gallon of milk, a dozen of eggs, and a gallon of gas. By the way, okay, and they and that that all those are kitchen table issues that you can't you can't refuse to look at. Okay, you may not give a rat's ass at what's going on in Russia and China right now, but your damn well is going to sure worry about what's what's not in or not in your refrigerator or in your gas tank. Having said that, and I prayed for more pain back a year ago. I said, "Good God, help!" I prayed to God. I said, "God." Please bring the pain. God, please bring as much pain to this country as you can in the next year. God, don't don't let up, please. Bring the pain. Let us all feel it and get on our knees and say, okay, we're sorry, we're sorry. We, we, we can't we have this stuff now. So have we done that enough or do we need more pain in the next few weeks, Alana? Are people waking the hell up or not?
2: I think the hope for this country and, and our democratic republic lies in the older generation. People who are, let's say, over 40, who remember what America used to be like, remember the freedom. They they and they don't like the weaponization of the FBI and the and the other government agencies that are intruding in their lives and taking over their lives. And I think this is some, these are the people who have to go because the young people don't remember. They don't know what it was like,
0: right, and right. they
2: don't, and they're not being taught in school. But answer
0: my question. I'm not going to let. you. I get you. I, okay. I don't disagree with yeah. what you say, but don't slip away, please. Answer the question. I give you there. What is it?
2: What, what remind me what the question was? I think I went off on. on uh, well, t- you
0: did. You did. That's what happens when you <laughs> Sorry deflect there. The, no, no. Yeah. I said to you the pain and where we're at right now, and we're on our knees, and the gas, and the eggs, and the milk, and blah blah blah. And are we feeling enough pain as a nation Uh, back to the smell and salt controversy or, uh, or, I mean, uh, because that's what plays to the midterms. I asked the same question I asked George, are people waking up in our nation or not?
2: Okay. So that was where I was going with my tangent. The, the, the people who remember what America used to be like are the ones who are feeling the pain in a way that the rest of the the rest of the population is not um they they remember what it was like they know this is not right this is not what america is supposed to be and if they come out in numbers they this pain that they're feeling now is going to shape the election
0: is it enough to turn this no. thing over is it enough to turn this thing over
2: i cannot tell you that because the one thing that is the unknown is how corrupt this election is going to be
0: okay All right. all right, right. Put that on the side right there. George, let me circle right back to you now, and let's get both involved in this here. Do you think, based on hearing Alana there, George, is it enough to turn this thing back over? Do you stay with what you said earlier, or can you give me any more ammunition about this, please?
1: Well, I'm happy to give you more ammunition. Violent crime is what people see and hear every day on the streets. Yeah. Uh, When Right now, people are not desperate for food or energy. That will come in, in eventually. Right. But right now, it's violent crime. Mm-hmm. And the end game that the Democrats are pulling is this. They will soon create an issue of great criminal proportion. I don't know what could be. And in concert, blue states, in other words, Democrat-run state governments and city governments will call for the federal government to save them. It's unconstitutional, but they will call for that. And that is when America becomes a police state. Mm -hmm. Guns will be seized. MAGA people and outspoken conservatives will be arrested and jailed without due process. And we have 06 January, uh, arrestees as an example of that Mm -hmm. and show trials will send folks off to prison as the enemies of the state. We're not far from that point right now.
0: I was just going to ask you, how close are we to a police state? You just said we're not too far from that, huh?
1: Well, it is because hmm. I think the Democrats are afraid that Trump is going to return to power right. and he's going to do it in two years. So they've got right. a two year window. Of course, if we have a Republican Congress, both houses. Right. They will put a kibosh. But see, but the the, George, you're, wait forever.
0: you're making my point really, really well here, too, though. That's why I think we're at this point of desperation. What, everything you just laid out. And the fact they feel Trump breathing on their neck again. God knows they don't want somebody making America great again when you're trying to destroy the nation. Why the hell would you want that? I mean, so that's MAGA it. becomes the enemy number one. All right. I mean, that's what's happened. And so I think that's what you're making my point. that things are becoming so unraveled right now. I don't know where the spark is, but something is going to push this over the edge and the Democrat party is going to self implode it's going to bang boom it's going to be gone what do you think
1: well it, it will that's true unless they retain power in in of the government right then they'll they'll unleash all these police forces that they're creating. well you mentioned a
0: police state you were just talking about right yes,
1: yes. yep exactly yes. exactly that
0: yeah and how close we may or may not be to that uh what what are the steps what are the other things we can do And it's a platform here in all of this to get people smelling salt without being arrested, George. How do we wake up the rest of the country? I mean, do we just pray that God will, uh, uh, you know, create more havoc and controversy in our nation as I was doing a year ago, which doesn't sound very nice for a guy who loves people and that fights the good fight that I was hoping for more pain. Can you believe I was doing that, George? Well, yes.
1: a Natural response that everybody has you reflected that perfectly. But remember, Joe Biden is not in charge. The Communist Party USA is in charge. And he just goes along to, to do what they they tell him to do. We're headed for a police state. And they want our guns. They want our freedoms. They want our, our, uh, our rights to do what we want uh, in the control of them. And most likely, and I have to say this, Ilana mentioned it the people like you and me who grew up in the forties and the fifties and the sixties, we, we believe in the American constitution and for, and what it did. These younger people do not. So they have, they have a captured audience almost. That's because we let them take our education systems. We have a lot of work to do.
0: Yeah. It's been building for years. Yeah. And you're always talking about that work we have to do. I, I, that's why I I so appreciate your writings, your essays are, Uh, remarkable. Ilana and I were just talking about that coming on here. We love your writings. Uh, Ilana, you wrote in your piece here, um, which I kind of call the life of a nation. Uh, We're really at a very challenging, difficult point right now in our country, because you look at historically at the life of a nation, and they really don't go past a couple of hundred years where an empire, uh, uh, a structure like this, I use the word empire loosely, uh, but uh, that is in control Uh, of its faculties before it fizzes out Uh, historically. we're now coming up on 250 years. Some would say we've sort of run the course now and we're gonna decline. And China, Russia, others will fill the void in the vacuum there that we're already seeing. You say here in your piece here, the real leadership of the world today is up for grabs. Uh, Where will the next world begin? It's a jump ball, you say here, okay? And uh, you say here, the contest is already underway between democracy and freedom and the tyranny of communism, socialism and autocracy without freedom under the administration of Joe Biden and the Democrats, um, the leadership role and the example of the world that America has been for over 200 years, coming up on 250 now, as I say, has been lost in a mere year and a half, 20 months, right, we're gone is what I say. Uh, and you're talking about the weakness of it. See, you were talking about some of the points there, Alana, I'm talking about it, the demise of the Democrat Party, that how much is too much? I think we're getting to that breaking point very clearly, Alana. We're coming now into focus of how much is too much. And I'm going to say to Alana, I don't know if it's happening between now and November. I don't know if it happens between be now in January or now in 2024, but it's probably coming pretty close here now where this party is going to just self-destruct here. And you, both of you and George are making my points with your writings and your essays here, this can't go on. Or and if it does, then <laughs> we, the people were, are just really dumber than a box of rocks.
2: You know, it, the problem Malcolm is that it can go on and we've seen it happen. We saw it in Venezuela, we saw it in Germany, we saw it in Russia, we saw it in wow. China.
0: Wow. And
2: if we do not learn from history Uh, in order to stop this progress that is being made by the Marxists Mm -hmm. and the Communist Party of the United States Mm -hmm. and people like Barack Obama and all of the people who follow him and are leading us down the road to anarchy and worse mar- or as, as bad Marxism. We've seen it before. We can learn from it. There are examples in history and we need to do that. And we don't have much time yeah. because the progress is already, it's like a steamroller coming toward you and you somehow got to stop it. You got to put rocks in the way. or
0: So as far as waking people up, uh, the, uh, the smell and the salt equation here, um, what else can we do? Are we doing all we need to be doing here?
2: No, I don't believe we are. And I think we have to do more. For one thing, the Republican Party is, is in disarray. How can you have a, a, um, a, a strong offense when, you're, when you're, your players are playing basketball instead of football? Um, th- these guys they have to come together, they've got to figure out a plan, and they've got to stick together, and they don't do that. The Democrats stick together like group, like glue. And so they have a much stronger field position than the Republicans have hmm. because they're playing several different sports on the same field. Wow. This is something I think we have to get together. Are we we need leadership in the Republican Party? that is going to pull this the party together and then pull the country together and defeat the Democrats. And we, right now, we don't see that.
0: Yeah, yeah, that is perfectly said, Ilana, perfectly said here. Um, Ilana's piece now, um, one small spark could ignite the globe. She's talking about the lack of leadership here at home, which created these problems of China and Russia. I mean, we created the problem that is China here, friends. I talked to you enough about China on this networking platform that you you fully know that point here. Um, but you know lot of lays that out pretty well on this one small spark could ignite the globe. Now that uh, op-ed. If you go to the left sidebar of americaroutloud.com, there's an area called notables. And that's an area typically has changed every couple, three days of stories we're talking about, stories we're discussing on talk radio, things of that nature. That's where you'll find that one right there right now under the notables on the left. So it's always there on the sidebar. And, it, 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 and that's what we regularly do. If you want to know the things we're discussing, that's it in the left sidebar there, okay? As talked about on talk radio. Probably should relabel that whole area of that. Uh, anyways, that's what that is there. And then uh George's as well is in that area here, the lingering after effects of 9-11. And again, he talks about the dysfunctionality of all this stuff and the police state that he is seeing. You know, the thing about Ilana and George is they're people who come from another era. They've seen life at a different vantage point, uh, even than myself, but by far. I mean, they are uh, superior in knowledge. Um, than myself, they've been here longer on the planet than myself with a whole other generation in front of me. I say that respectfully to both, uh, uh, love them both dearly. And we're blessed on America Allowed Loud to have amazing talent like this. Uh, Dr. Jay Lear comes to mind. I mean, just amazing, amazing people that uh, come from that era. And they're a shining light that can shine a light back to uh, uh, not you know the past, but to be able to predict the future, what's what's happening? I'm going to make my claim today again with you, as I've done well over a year ago, that the Democrat Party is coming to an end. It is going to be the coming collapse, just as the Whig Party burnt out back in 1860s and 1865, and the Republican Party became a thing, and Abraham Lincoln, the 16th president, became uh, the the president, the first president of the Republican Party, just right then. And there was a movement out there, uh, there was a movement uh, that Lincoln used and this movement, the Wide Awakes. I just, it just came to me just now, I just remembered it. The Wide Awakes, it was a youth movement and that Wide Awakes movement. And that's really what we need today is we need another movement of people and young people as well, and old people helping younger people and young people seeing And we need to push this as a tsunami back onto America, our patriots. Uh, a, a, a new class of patriotism and you know what a beautiful time to have that you know really right at our 250 year mark the semi-quincentennial think about that say that fast three times all right the semi-quincentennial the swing, ah, semi-quincentennial swing, semi semi-quincentennial semi-quincentennial I did it there you go three times real fast say that fast three times friends we're coming up on that right now we're inside in the next few years and uh, this will mark uh, the celebration of the Declaration of Independence of those 13 colonies, it's 1776. What a moment, right? You can hear the drums, the drum beats coming down the street right now and the the, the soldier, the foots of patriots, you know, the Jing cha-ching. You can hear the march of that right there. And America was born. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Well, my fellow Americans, that's the march in orders today. Here you have it, and um, let's hope. That, listen, I, I I don't come at this as a partisan. I come at this as a patriot, as a lover of all things American, a, a lover of red, white, and blue, a lover of our Constitution, a love, a lover of we the people. That's what I come at this discussion with you today in this debate, and I still. If you have any other ideas on my smell and salt idea, you can email me here at talk at America Say Malcolm, i got a great idea to build on your smell and salt. Here it is. Let me know what that might be and we can, maybe we can draw join, join arms and continue on with the fight here. Thank you for joining arms with me today on the mission here, my fellow Americans here. It's time to get involved and get loud, America.